ברוך אתה אדינוי אלוהינו מלך העולם בואי לפי הדופן. אמן.
constant um, people stepping up. There's so many people stepping up. And usually I have a little page in front of me that tells me exactly who did what, but I don't have that right now. If it comes to me later in the evening, we'll say there. But for now, I just want to say a big shakuah for everyone that worked so hard to put this together. Not just this, you know, someone took a picture from the front of Shul during Megillah reading, and I didn't see, I didn't see Bichlal, Bichlal, what, what Shul looked like. And then um, I looked at this picture, and I saw what was behind me, and I just, if I had all the words in the world, it wouldn't come close to express what, 
that I want to say. So I just really l'chaim and thank you, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, for, for this gift of finishing our. It's literally finished, like I said in Shulton, I feel it finishing our Shana Rishon of Bikurim with such a simcha, with such a simcha. I want to give the kehila bracha to every Hasidim usually say Yafutzu Meinasecha Chutza. So there's been so much chutzah. I want to like mash in the last few weeks of Yafutzu Meinasecha Pnima. We just everything that has been has been going out, you know, should now with Purim and going into the Geula of Pesach is everything should be flowing inward and everyone wins like that. So and thank you to everyone. Thank you to all the kids. Thank you to everyone. What what happened? What was going on upstairs after Megillah reading was Enli Milim. There's no words to describe the simcha that was going on there. And in here tonight, and we started doing this Purim tish. We started in your home, right, Benny? Mm-hmm. No, before mm-hmm. that. Before it was before? Oh, Dovzas was the first one. Dovi, Dovi, and then we were by Benny and Chama the last few years, and then we brought it home. It's all Yerschus, it's all the love and, and the Iskashus that was going on that, that made it real. So, Lachaim to Chaverim to Yedidei Nefesh. Lachaim to all of us. Lachaim. So something very, before we sing another nigun, <coughs> I heard a new story that got me very excited. <coughs> a short, short story to explain what's the Indian of doing a Purimtish. What's this Indian of us singing together tonight, singing nigunim, tafka tonight. Tonight usually is a night where it's, it's more wild, you know, it's more wild, it's more out there, louder, but we can be very loud too. So in a different way. And I saw this story and it really, uh, I heard this story and really put everything together. So we're mainly going to be singing tonight, but just like whenever anyone says something, if everyone could just give all their heart, and I, and I know there's so much Islamists, but really the, the Torahs are just as important as the Nigunim. So there's a tzaddik, his name was Rabbi Yosef Tamashover. And Rabbi Yosef Tamashover was a, a, a Talmud by the Chayz of Lublin. So listen to this Rabbi Yosef Tomashover. Rabbi Yosef Tomashover, one year, he was alone with his son-in-law and his daughter somewhere, and it was Purim. And the town that they were in, they were looking for Kriyas Megillah. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't get together a minion, but they had a Megillah on him. And um, they ended up reading Megillah, this Rabbi Yosef Tomashover with his daughter and son-in-law. They finished reading Megillah, and they started singing Shoshana Siyakov, like, you know, like you always do, singing Shoshana Siyakov. So, it happened to be that the son-in-law went upstairs for a second where they were living, and the parrots came up to him and said, you, you guys got to stop singing in there. It's, I can't sleep, it's driving me crazy, this is ridiculous. So, you know, you don't mess with the parrots in any story. Any story that happens, when you mess with the parrots in a story, it doesn't end up good for anybody. I mean, no. It doesn't end up good for Yidin. <coughs> the parrots always end up good. But this parrot said to you, you got to stop singing that. This is ridiculous. I can't stand this. you got to go and stop. So the Tomashev's son-in-law went back and said, he said, father-in-law, Listen, 
I just got word that this, this nigunim was really bothering the poet, so, you know, he's usually okay, but he's really, really angry. We've got to stop sending. So they stopped. The next morning, Rabbi Yosef Thomas himself was going out of the, of the dira, and he sees the parrots. So he goes up to the parrots and he says, listen, I just want to say I'm sorry for, for the noise. Sometimes I feel like I should do that with some of my neighbors also. <laughs> I'm just really sorry for the noise uh, last night. I know it was bothering you very much. I'm really sorry. It's just once a year we do this. And the parrots said, I don't know what you're talking about. I actually really enjoyed it. Really? He's like, yeah, it was really pleasant, and it wasn't so loud, and it was very beautiful. It was really nice. So, very strange. Rabbi Yosef Tamashov goes back to his son-in-law, and he said, you told me the parrots was the one that came to you and said to stop singing these nigunim. Stop singing, it was driving him crazy. So he said, why is it with the parrots? <laughs> I told him, I wouldn't want to make it up. So Rabbi Yosef Tamashev, and how the tzaddikim can see this, they only know. He said to someone, you don't understand something. That wasn't the parts that came up to you. But it was Haman HaRashev that was mislabish in his parts. That when he hears Yedalach and Dveka singing Nigunim, he can't stand that more than anything in the world. It stirs him up more than anything. So he came and clothed in this parrots and told you to stop. Because he knows that when you didn't hold on to the nigun, that's Haman's final blow. So when we're sitting around and we're, you know, it's beautiful, we're singing nigunim and tvekus and everything, understand that this is a hemshech to all the beautiful clapping that we're doing and mentioning Haman's name in, in the Megillah. But we're taking Purim later into the evening tonight and we're singing with tvekus and <clears throat> we just want more and more to be in the right zone. Uh, this is really a hemshech of what the union of Purim is all about. It's by the way, it's true about any day in the year. That whenever Yidin are really singing together, real singing, like our Kehila is, is Vazokha to have a shame of, of a nigun. Shirat David. What, a, what, a, what an amazing thing. But that our name in the world literally is the one where you come and you know someone's waiting there to give you harmony. That's what some, that's, that's people know when they come into the shul. Someone's waiting to give you harmony. This is a real Purim de Kashul. Be'ez Hashem. It should last like this forever and only get deeper and deeper. Amen. So let's sing one of the nigunim that we know, we're, 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 we're certain by now, I think, that this nigun really, really wipes out Amalek in a really strong way.
wonder what Israel means. Probably Kohanim and Levim to get it together. Someone that makes me feel so much less lonely in the world to say over a few words of Torah the Chobotrim. Please give your undivided attention to Chavereinu, Moreinu, Verabeinu, Rebbe Eliezer Nishal. Eliezer Zelik Nishal. Eliezer Zelik Nishal. Nice. L'chaim. Good point. I'm not going to admit something on, on Simchas Torah, and it was unbelievable. But it's not, it's not the same as it is right now. It's not the same. No disrespect to Simchas Torah. When we get there, I'll apologize. I'll sit before the Aaron and, and apologize for the, uh, for the insult. But it's just not the same. There's something about this day. The Simcha of this day takes us higher than the Simcha of Simchas Torah. So why is that? So the, the Nazir, or David Kohn, he was once at a Purim Suda and, and quoted his grandfather and said the following teaching. He said that when it comes to Simchas Torah, it's a, it's a Yom Tov of Torah. It's a Yom Tov that, that, of course, is celebrating Torah, but also people of Torah. And when you think about the, the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, what it was like in the Beis HaMikdash, how the, the Gedolei Torah were there in the middle and everybody danced around them. And even today, when you go and you see it, you're dancing with Hasidim and the Rebbe is dancing in the middle, holding a Sefer Torah, and everybody's standing around in a circle watching the Rebbe. Right? The Rebbe is, is bringing the rest of us with him. But the rest of us are standing on the side, holding on to his coattails. But when it comes to Purim, the Simcha is not just about Torah. It's about our very lives. It's about, it's about our very existence. Am Yisrael, every one of us was saved on Purim. Every last one of us. And it's a joy that each one of us shares equally, whether we're Gedolei Torah or, or not. It makes no difference, we're Jews. Right? Every one of us was, met, was, was supposed to be destroyed, and every one of us is here today because of Purim. Every one of us. And so, the Rav David Kohn's grandfather said that that's why we say Chayev Inish Levesume. Inish, he says, is a word that's it's, it's like the lowest form. Of, of speaking about human beings. It's not as, Inish is lower than Adam. Inish is the lowest. It's the lowest common denominator because every one of us is Chayiv Inish Levesume. Every one of us is fully in this Simcha. No matter where we, you know, we might be, whatever level we might be the rest of the year. But I think there's something even deeper here. Right, Adkan, the, the Nazir's grandfather, I was thinking about this Yom Tov of Purim, and it's not just that every one of us was saved. I was thinking about those nameless people. Right? We don't know their names. We weren't told their names. But the people who davened and fasted for three days with Esther. I'm thinking about those Jews 
we, we skim over the end of the Megillah, but I'll be honest, this year all I could think about was that ninth chapter. And all I could think about was that ninth chapter. Right, when we took vengeance upon the nations. But it didn't happen you know, through a mobble. It didn't happen all just where God struck them down with plagues like Mitzrayim. Right? It was Am Yisrael. We don't know their names. But all over the kingdom, right, they slaughtered 75,000 Amalekites, 75,000 of our enemies. I can only imagine it was frightening. I can only imagine it wasn't easy. But they were out there and they did it. We don't know their names, but we're celebrating with them today. This is what Purim is. Mordechai was a great leader, but the Gemara tells us that he, that he wasn't the greatest Talmud Chacham of his generation. And in fact, because of his role, he went down in his, in his level of learning. Right? He was lowered in his stature by the end of the Purim story. Because he, he, he couldn't learn. He was there. He had to, to run the kingdom. Right? Mordechai was not the greatest Talmud Chacham. In a sense, he was the Moshe Rabbeinu of his generation, but it was a different generation. Right? It was not the generation of the Gedolim who were doing all the work and the rest of us holding on to their coattails. Right? Mordechai was the first one. He was the one who wouldn't bow, but then the rest of Am Yisrael was lit on fire. And then the rest of Am Yisrael went out, and they each became a Mordechai, and they each did their part in bringing the Gehula. There's a reason, there is, there's a real reason why this Yom Tov, this Chag in particular, is the Yom Tov of our generation, it's the only one that will come with us all the way through Mashiach in, this, in its full intensity, building and building in intensity each and every year, in importance each year, because we are living birth. This is our generation also. It's not the generation of Gedolim. As Rav Kook said, right, the, the Yerida Sadoros, the decline of the generation, is referring to the Gedolim. Right? That's what it means, that we don't have the Lubavitcher Rebbe in this generation. Each generation we take a step down. But at the same time, says Rav Kook, with each generation, the rest of us, our step higher. Right? We are greater than every generation that came before. It's not an accident that this Shabbos we're going to read, Mila Hashem Eli. Right? We don't read this Shabbos about how Moshe Rabbeinu did miracles and brought us out of Mitzrayim, and we just sat there and said thank you and baked some matzah. Right? This week we're reading about Moshe Rabbeinu alone was helpless. He had to call his fellow Levites to pick up their swords and to come with him. Right, to fight together. Right, this is the great joy of Purim. This is what Mashiach is about. And right, as Rav Hanan Parat said all the time, right, this is the difference between this redemption and the redemption from Mitzrayim. We're told explicitly, it's not going to be like when we left Mitzrayim. This redemption is going to be very different. Because in this redemption, we will be partners with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in bringing the, in the final redemption. That's why it's slow, and that's why it's difficult. Because we, as human beings, we have an opportunity to do our part. And that's what Purim is about. That's the great joy. Knowing that each and every one of us, right, we're not just a spectator, right, but we are, we are the soldiers of the redemption. Right, so whether that means picking up our swords and doing what's necessary throughout Eretz Yisrael, whatever, whatever that means for each one of us, it means a lot of things. Right, maybe it means bringing the Shloch Manos to Tel Aviv. Amen. Amen, amen. There's a whole group going tomorrow to bring the Shalom Manos to people in Tel Aviv. Right? To conquer the hearts of our fellow Jews. Right? We, have, we all have a part. We all have a role to play. Right? We have our Mordechais, but each and every one of us must also be a Mordechai. God willing, we'll see. Right? All of Am Yisrael live on fire, and each one of us playing our part. Amen.
the name of Shaul to finish off Amalek, it didn't work. <laughs> to the end. Is, is, is Shaul still here to get a shot? Okay. So no pressure, Shaul. But uh, finish the job, okay? Yeah. He doesn't need a microphone. That is a lot of pressure. Fight's over! Fight's over, no more fighting! So I thought about doing something a little quick. I thought about doing a little Q&A. I love you. I wanted, by the way, it's very important when you see a rabbi, you have to kiss his hand. And it's very, it's very important because you, you're not, what are you kissing? You're kissing the Torah. Very important. It's a I'm sorry that it hurts your feelings. I understand. You can do it. What are you do? You have some rabbis, they're like, they're like this, waiting. The ones that pull back are the ones you gotta go after. So the rabbis pulling back, more than men. Then it's worth going over. All right, so first of all, do I have any closed bottles of beer? Any on the table that's left or no? Yeah. Bring them to the front. I need five bottles. I need five bottles. Behind you, you have to something new. Try something new. You gotta answer some questions before you go to the I didn't anticipate it being this dark. I would have wrote a black marker. <laughs> Okay, the first question is where is a Hashirosh from? Where does this guy come from? From where to where? He's not from Babel. He's not from anywhere. Where, who is a Hashirosh? Where does he come from? Does anyone know the answer? Anyone want to take a guess? And if you take a guess, you got a lovely beer. <laughs> if you get it right. If you don't get it right, right. If you get it right. If you don't get it right, well, you're not getting one. So, anybody have any idea? So, okay, my friend Yosef Aaron did tell me the answer earlier. And he said what it says in the Midrash Yakut Shimoni. It says that who was Ahashverosh? Ahashverosh is the son of Daryavish and Ko- of Daryavish. Again, as a Mahloket, who's who? But we're going to go with the explanation of Yakut Shimoni. Yakut Shimoni says that Ahashverosh was the son of Daryavish. And Daryavish and Koresh both come and attack Belchassad. Okay, Belshazzar was a very bad guy. Okay, and what happened was when Bil, when when Daryavish they they kill right the time of Daniel, they kill Belshazzar, and now Daryavish sits on the throne of Belshazzar, and now when pe- the people see this, they go crazy, and they create this whole civil war. You know, you gotta follow the new king. No, you can't follow along with the old king. Back and forth. Vashti was the daughter of Belshazzar. Okay? The daughter. And what happened? And she sees what's going on and she's very scared. So she runs to Daryavish and she runs up to him, gives him a hug and says, please don't kill me. She sees what's going on. And she's a princess. She ain't made for hard labor. She sees what's happening. So, that, so, uh, <laughs> not only her, but you know. But Daryavish has a soft spot and decides to give her to Ashverosh as a wife, his son. So Ahashverosh is Daryavish's son. That's the first thing we need to know because we need to know where he's from. There's other opinions also in the Gemara Masriya Megida says that Ahashverosh, how did he get, how did he become what he became? He he brought it his way. He had a lot of money. He brought it his way. But there's a mahogia between the Gemara Meyakushimoni. But because I only have four minutes, as per Avi Miller, we're going to go with the Akushimoni. So the second question. Okay, that's the next question. The next <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, by the way, we have we have a, a, a siyum. At about one o'clock, they're gonna see you by my house. 
I'll say it again with, of course, my friend Ivy Mill. We'll put me on the spot. Hi, Ivy! Ah, oh, this is a good one. What it says by he be near a hashbinosh, right? Why? We know the Gibbonat says, with the Midrash also, and the Zohar, whatever it says by he is bad. What is the bad of a he be near a hashbinosh? So it's not all the Gaut happened 70 years ago. So listen to this. It says in Masih Besahim, right? That it says on the Pasuk. I've been turning around. Back no, no, right here, right now, not, not outside. Come on. Just in the middle. Because I'm so no. <laughs> <laughs> Go in the Yemenite shul, okay? Go right. Right. Okay, so it says, all right, so it says the Pasuk that we're lucky that Hashem spread us out. Meaning what? The Ariza says that the whole purpose, there's a reason for us to be, if you think about where all of us are from, 95% of us are not from Israel. We're all from Brooklyn, Rabbis LA, you have uh, Tom DeHaneman from uh, the Texas, right? Yossi Sauces from Chicago, you have a lot of Chicago, you have everybody, all four corners of the world. Jersey. Sauces? 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 ברוכים <laughs> Because you can't control what goes on in Greece or what's going on in Brooklyn, New York. You can only just, you know, deal with what you can on your own. So the Hebimiyah Hashverosh is what? How many countries did a Hashverosh rule over? 127. Who said that first? I want to give at least away one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was you. I really do. That means he owned the whole world. So the Hebimiyah Hashverosh means it wasn't a Shonsah because it was the time that he was able to do something and we cannot get away from that. We were vulnerable. Okay, final thing. Final thing, hold on. I really can't see you. They really came a long way with these, uh, with these, uh, these LED lights these days. Oh, okay. Where did Hashverosh get his money from? Hashverosh had a lot of money. What Misim? Misim. Misim happened at the end of Megillah. At the end of the Megillah, he, he moved his capital, by the way, which we know is no small task, right? No, but how much is the cost to move an entire... Uh, I know these numbers by heart. Build the Kisar Shlomo, because that's what he did. He built the Kisar Shlomo, that they could not move it. So they decided they're going to move the entire castle to where the, where the, where the, where the chair was. So that's, in today's money or yesterday's money? Any money. <laughs> a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. Lots and lots of money. <laughs> So Nebuchadnezzar was such a rasha, he was so selfish, that what did he do? He had all this money, he said, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to leave this money to my kids, just to show you how bad me do could destroy a person. Could really destroy a guy. What, is, what does he do? He decides to build these copper boats, and put all his money in them, and he made doors at the bottom of the boats. And what did he do? He opened the doors when they were at sea, and literally sunk the entire ship. Ships. Okay, now where did they get, where did they get the money? Now what happened with the money? Now, Hashverosh's father, which is who? Taryavish. Taryavish, we, we also know that his son, his son Koresh, was, which is also the son of Esther, was going to allow the Binyan of the Beit HaMikdash to allow them to do it. In order to do that, we need money. 
So because Hashem saw that he was going to do that, he created the refuah before the Makkah and took all the money from the Bukhanetzah and put it down in the ocean, waited until this new guy is going to be, rise, and all of a sudden it's going to come up. So there's one final thing I want to say because it's very, very in line with Shirat David. We have a basuk that says, Kirson ish ish. Right? Whatever you wanted, you got. You wanted Asian food, you wanted Jewish food, you wanted, uh, I don't know, Korean food, whatever food's there, I don't know, whatever Syrian food. Whatever food you want, you got. Whatever wine you wanted, you got. They tried to get us to drink Yain which unfortunately they, they won. That one, anyway. <laughs> but there's one thing that they didn't do. Okay? There's one opinion in the Gemara, and it's in the Midrashim, that says they did not sing any songs. The British High is there. Says they, why didn't they sing songs? They gave everything else you wanted. You want a chair from Persia? You wanted this? Whatever they wanted. They gave you 180 days of party. Dafka, they didn't give you Kili Zemir. Why? Because they know it's exactly the difference when you see what happens when a Jew eats and drinks and sings. What do we do? We sing to Borea Right? That, that's what we say. What do they do? They do Tibeti food. They do the worst of the worst. When we attach ourselves to the Torah, and we work on our own midot, everything just works. Even if I, the details might be a little fuzzy, it's irrelevant. But at the end of the day, you should all understand that the midot are everything, and the Torah is everything. And everyone should have a beracha, that the Torah should lead each other's lives. Amen. All together. Amen. Amen. Singing. Amen. Amen. I
This is how the Ostrich Rebbe used to explain was the greatest Chiddush of Purim. The greatest Chiddush of Purim was Takanas Chazam, that people should give each other Shalach Manas. Why is that the greatest Chiddush of Purim? Because the story of Purim begins with Yidin eating at a tree for Sibudan. <laughs> and the end of the Megillah is Yidin trusting each other's kashas. Yes! Thank God! Now the chayim to that because in today's day and age, in today's day and age to trust each other's kashas is like, wow, you could have like the, the, the highest of the high. To trust each other's kashas, that's like, 
somehow that became like, if, can you imagine if no one ever asked? And that, that that's how Reb Shlomo explained the the of Tzarebbe, that that really is the penimius of the Megillah, is that it ends off with trusting each other again. And that is something that, you know, Baruch Hashem, we have the privilege, our door, our chavran, to be mashed in that picture, to be mashed in that picture, to trust each other again, to go to that place where, and one time I said this Torah, and then some Shmendrik had like the, he came up to me, he's like, oh my God, I've been dying to eat at my Treif cousin's house for some time. So, I'm even it through the Kedusha, it's through the Kedusha that took place that that trust was 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 put back in there again. If Biederman explains in the name of many of the older Polish tzaddikim that the word obviously for trust in, in, in Hebrew is bitachon. He doesn't say that, but when he takes the word bitachon, he says, when people have the concept of chen, but the good kind of chen, that's how you establish trust. A lot of people that have chen, but it's like sheker hachin. Chen tov is the letters bitachon. Their Biedermann says, and it's the name of a lot of the tzaddikim. So, mitzachin v'seichel tov be'ine elokim ve'adam. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a Kabbalah from, goes back, I don't even know how long, but that when, when Rebbe's would speak, they would say three times before they'd ever speak, B'noach Matzachim B'ene Hashem, B'noach Matzachim B'ene Hashem, B'noach Matzachim B'ene Hashem. Metziah's Chim, finding Chim within each other. You know, I, many of you know my Abba, Yibuch Hashem, he should have many more years of good, good health and Amen. strength to Amen. keep on shining the world with his existence. Amen. I grew up in a home where there was, there was everyone trusted my father because of bitachon, because of his chen tov. Mamish chen tov. This is what we were yonic from, my, my siblings and I. To have that schus, to see that firsthand, like chen tov, chen tov, bitachon. So in the source of this, the ending of the Megillah, that the Takar al-Chazal, that Yidin should trust each other again, it seems so, it seems al-Pnei, you know, on the surface, so, so far-fetched, so like, lo karov bichlam. But that's mamish just Allah on the surface. In the Pneumius, we know, we know, every person, like my friend and I were reminded this week, every person is just waiting for a hug. Once you establish that, the Chein Tov comes about. There's Bitachon again. There's this beautiful world of, of trusting each other. And that's Dover Shalom Lechol Zaro. Then we all become people, spokesmen. Dover Shalom Lechol Zaro. I was telling some of the Chevra last week. You all know, Baruch Hashem, we have a beautiful Kesha with Hanan Ben-Ari. He called for Purim Torah yesterday. So I told the Chevra a few of the stuff we were talking about. And as you could see, if you know a little bit about his life, the Chulei, a lot of Chevre aren't so happy with him so much these days for expressing himself in certain ways. He's another Yid that's searching very, very deeply, not on the surface. It's really Pnimi. So I told him that we have to remember that the, the one who has the absolute worst PR is the Ribbon and the Torah. They have the worst PR in the world. 
But if we could be yachtsanim, that means yachasei tzibur, if we could become the Rabbanishtayon's, you know, it's crazy to say, the public, you know, public relations service, and speak in the name of the Torah, and we could establish pockets of bitachon wherever we go, pockets of bitachon, chintov, wherever we go, eventually, like in the women's year, we were learning the Babavi's year for years, eventually the dots will connect. The dots will connect. It will. It will connect. It has to connect. The val yidach nimeno nidach. It has to happen at the end. So Rabbi Nachman says, "Kol atchalot and mipurim achshav." All the beginnings now are from Purim. There should be a beginning of trusting each other. Ad blidai. Amen. trusting and trusting the Rebbeinu Shlaimim like we never did before. And because it's Purim, I'm going to sing a Mordechai Ben David right now. Yeah. Bani Bechazdecha Patachti Avi Miller, we're Shlomo Drazen. I'm videoing it. Libi Bishua Secha Bani Bechazdecha Come on, all you FFBs, come on, don't be embarrassed, you know this. Vani,
said the highest Torah this past Shabbos. So I'm asking him to say it, Bekitzer, a nugget, the way he said it on Shabbos. I haven't stopped thinking about it. L'chaim. of our minds. It's not where it's at in our heads. It's not about learning another sukya. Yeah, it is every other day of the year, but today, this great day, the war is over. It's time to party. It's time to remember that we are who we are and that we seem to have forgotten. How did we forget? I want to share this Torah from Rabbi Daniel Kohn, the Rav of Bat'ayin. And he says, everybody knows that the gematria of Amalek is something. Dollar. So we're going to stick with the first one, but all the other things are Good for him, good for him. Good for him. So a lot of people think suffix means doubt, which it does. It does. It means doubt. What's the opposite? Of doubt. Clarity. Clarity. That's very, very wrong. It's not what it is. I mean, I know we're talking about bitachon, but this is a day beyond bitachon. Bitachon is something you have to work on. Emunah is something you have to work on. Although today, if we daven for it, if we daven strong, it comes to us as a gift. We don't have to work anymore. Give up. One day a week. Not one day a week. Not even on Shabbos. We talk about maybe what we're planning on doing next week, but this day, forget it. We're out of civilization. We're out of our normal ways. We're supposed to be doing stuff. I want to give us a bracha that we're able to just let go. Amen. 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 So now the opposite of suffolk, of doubt, Rav Kwan says, is not bitachon. It's not emunah. The opposite of doubt is really wonder. Wonder. Imagine again your child, maybe the age of four or five years old. What was life like then? I'm hoping that everybody had that same experience that I had of just feeling so in touch with my essence of who I was and feeling alive, right? Like the world is an amazing, incredible, wonderful place. And then as we grow, little by little, Haman comes along in different forms and sobers us up to reality, right? How we have to behave, what's expected of us, what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do, right? But really it's about wonder. Today is a day of re-establishing our connection with wonder. Where we're all children again. We're called B'nai Israel. The Torah calls us B'nai Israel, children. And this is a holiday, the regular Yeladim, like Hanukkah, where the lights can shine, where you can shine, I can shine, we can all shine, and we can let go of any inhibitions of anything that ever told us in our lives. Stop shining too bright. Quiet. Stop it. 
I'm guilty of it too, but you know what? It's over. It's over. Okay? I'm not beating myself up anymore. We won the war. Let's get back to a place of wonder. Of wonder. Where the world can be fresh and alive. Where we can be so much connected to the source of life. So I want to give us a bracha. That this Purim, whether we're wearing our costumes to conceal who we are inside or to reveal our innermost essence, it should help each and every one of us as we reconnect with ourselves and each other to reignite the passion for wonder in our lives. My Lord, get me high, get me high, get me high. Lord, get me high, get me higher. Lord, get me high, get me high.
once again, everyone that's here, everyone that helped, everyone from the show that put so much into this. Ashrechem, Yishakoch, Gadol, Lekulam. And we have one more nigun just to make sure we could also have continue the Shechinu Tova with our neighbors. Do one more. And uh, don't hold back. Thank you, everyone, for giving all your heart and soul. And Be'ezrat Hashem, all of our tefillahs, none, none of us should be stingy this forum. None of us should compromise. And we should all go to the Pnimi of Pnimi. Pnimi, it's not about how drunk you get. It's about how inside and inside you get. Inside, we want to